Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. I am Ben and I'm here with my farmer slash co-host, Jason. Why am I a farmer? Because today we are uh, talking about episode five of Secret Invasion, also known as The Harvest. Or just Harvest. They've all just been just single harvest. words, haven't they? Yeah, harvest. So farmer, harvest. There you go. Yeah. Apart from that's not the harvest they're talking about. No. But, but well, I didn't well, want to call you a psychopathic blood sucking murderer. Who's sucking blood? Have you been watching a different show? <laughs> no, I just tried to think who uh, who else goes and just collects blood. <laughs> Before we talk about secret invasion. There's uh, there's one thing that I want to talk about, which is... I know new- what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. News that broke while we were recording last week's episode, which was really annoying. I sent you the link yeah. like half an hour after we finished recording, um, which is, so as we know, the writers have been on strike for a while now. What is it, like a month and a half, two months, something is like that, that? Is that? Is that the link that you sent me? Did you not even look at it? No, it it won't load, so I didn't look at it. But yeah, I've seen. I've, I don't see <laughs> that news um, afterwards. So yeah, so um, as well as the screenwriters being on strike, uh, the Screen Actors Guild have also voted to go on strike, which has ground to a halt anything that was still filming in Hollywood, which wasn't a lot as it as it stood. Um, so everything else has now stopped filming as well. Um, as well as like the, the the actors who are who are members of this guild like aren't doing any promo or, or anything like yeah, they're literally doing nothing like people walked out of premieres I think was it the Oppenheimer premiere I saw people just like walked out of the premiere like yeah I'm not I'm not representing now yeah we're on strike it's really bad for Oppenheimer though because it's meant to be a really good movie I think it'll still do well like I don't think people need to worry. About it's not nice, is it? About that, but uh, you know, Deadpool three was still uh, was still filming through the writer strike that has been forced to stop filming. One of the things I'm really getting worried about is Daredevil, because that had to stop and start a few times through the writer's strike um, because uh, people wouldn't cross the picket line. And now another strike has affected that. I mean, it can't it can't bode well for that show. Like that that kind of upset to the recording schedule. Yeah. Like you, you need more of a flow than that to get the just the on screen chemistries and things to work. Just to, for people to be able to fit into their roles, you can't be stopping and starting like that all the time. Hollywood has basically come to a standstill. Like yeah. All the all the people that are still wanting to go to work are just sat in bars crying into bowls of cocaine. I've seen doing the rounds on social media this week has been one of the things that they're striking about. So it's similar to the right to strike. One of the main hot button issues is the use of artificial intelligence. Yeah. And like actors are like, okay, we get a lot of money for this shit, but well, no, because so I keep seeing people in comment sections being like, you know, why are they striking? They're all multimillionaires. They're like it's the richest of the rich, though. but they're not. They're not all multimillionaires. Not everyone who is acting in Hollywood is like fuck George Clooney. Like, no. not not everyone is the A list celebrities. A lot of people who are working in Hollywood are jobbing actors who are getting small roles where they can, a lot of background work, and people like that rely on residuals. So there's uh, two things I've seen doing the rounds on social media. One of them is this has come about because the uh, the contract with the Actors Guild has come up for renewal, so the new contract that has been presented to them includes a clause that background actors, so bear in mind, like I say, these are not the A-list celebrities, these are background actors. Extras. Yeah. The studio should be able to scan in their faces and pay them for one day's work 
and then use their likeness in perpetuity. So it is essentially, it's essentially that um, episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, like... What's it, it called? Um, it really is. Uh, is it Alice is Awful? Something like uh, that. Joan is Awful. Joan is Awful. It is. It is basically <laughs> Joan is, is Awful. Is that? You've just got Salma Hyde there like, you do not use my face to shit in a church. <laughs> but yeah, like what, what kind of... Like who thought... <laughs> that that would be acceptable. The only thing that I can think, and maybe this has given given the studios too much credit, the only thing I can think is that this strike was inevitable. They knew the actors were going to strike, so they started at such an outrageous position that... That they can pull them back from the strike by just changing the mind. Yeah, So, so maybe it gives them some some room to negotiate into the position that they actually want. Yeah. Which is probably like, we'll pay you for every time your face is used, but we only want to scan your face the once. Yeah. It's probably, well, they, like, we don't want you coming on to set every day. We just, one day you're done. We'll pay you for every time you use your face then. Which is essentially what they'd probably be looking for, really, isn't it? They just want to get paid for their likeness being used. Yeah. Which is essentially what actors are. They're getting paid for their likeness. Background actors, that is obviously this role that goes into the more upfront stuff. But imagine if, because, you know, like I said, a lot of these people are people who are trying to make it as actors and they're taking the, the small bits that they can get. Imagine if you, you break through into an A list role, but you did some background work for Universal. So, you know, you're now an A-list celebrity, but Universal can just keep putting you in movies and not paying you. They just can just keep using your face. <laughs> They're like, we actually only paid you five grand to begin with, whereas now you'd get 50 million for this, but we're not going to do that. So the other thing I've seen doing the rounds is a tweet from an actress called Jaina Schmieding, I think is how you pronounce it. I feel like every time we say someone's name on this podcast... We just have to say, probably butchered that name, but I probably have. Uh, but I think Jane is We just don't know how to English. <laughs> so she was talking about residuals and how little is paid for residuals from streaming. Because residuals used to be quite a good income for actors. You know, once they'd been in a project, every time that got repeated, they would get some money for it. Yeah. And we've talked before about how streaming has kind of ruined that. So uh, Jaina is in an episode of Reservation Dogs. Reservation Dogs is quite a big show. Um, you'll have seen it on, on Disney Plus while you're scrolling through, I'm sure. Reservation Dogs? Yeah. Not Reservoir. No, that's a film <laughs> from the 90s. <laughs> no, Reservation Dogs is uh, about a group of Native American kids on a reservation. Oh, okay. For Reservation Dogs, like I said, she's not she's not a huge part of that. I think she's in like an episode. But she got paid for the last quarter for unlimited worldwide streaming rights. So this gets played on, on FX, on Hulu and on Disney streaming. Um how much do you think she'd get for per quarter for being in an episode of that? Unlimited worldwide rights. I mean I I literally don't know what the what to expect them to get paid. You know what I mean? Like for a streaming series, I don't know what they get paid anymore. Like if you say a movie, I'd be like, oh well, like and five mil if they're a, a big actor. Do you know what I mean? Well, no, like I said, she's she's in one episode of this show. Oh, she's in. So she's in one episode. Um, two grand per quarter. Yeah. Try three cents. Per quarter. Per quarter, three cents. So that's, uh, what, 12 cents per year that she gets in residuals for that, for Disney to have unlimited worldwide streaming rights. And she puts on the tweet, and Bob Iger is yachting. Because like he, he has you know his own personal mega yachts, and he's talking about how actors are being, un- like, that are being unreasonable. Meanwhile, he's reaping all the profit from their work. 
so she followed that up with, you know, I okay, I was only in an episode of that. Um, so you know, you might be thinking, what do you get paid as a lead? So she is a lead on a show called Rutherford Falls. So to be a lead in a series, this is a universal series for the last I quarter. I feel I feel like I've heard of that. Um. Okay, so, but again, to be a lead, if you're a lead in a show, pre-streaming days, and that show got sold around the world, you'd be making a decent income off that show alone. Like, some people had a hit show and then retired because they could they could live off that money. But with streaming, she now gets, for being a lead in this show, $33 per quarter for that. 33 $33, yeah. And again, this is you know worldwide she, streaming. She's on, she's on on the on the pit front cover. She's on the poster. Surely oh. that's worth more than thirty three thirty three dollars. There you go. And you know, she's on the poster. She she's not she's not an A list fucking superstar actor. So all the, these that's why all the people that are saying why are the actors striking? They're so privileged. Like it is not about that like 0.1% of actors who have made it big, like actors are, it is famously a very difficult industry to break into while you're trying, you know, you're taking all the little jobs you can and the current deals are just not making it possible to earn a living like that. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on, uh, on the strike, the ongoing strike, the new strike. Touch. <laughs> Went into a bear and ran about. Well, Fuck Bob Iger and your sexy looking yacht. Have you seen his yacht? I have. I've I've seen someone <laughs> snapped a, a picture of him sunbathing on his yacht, which it's, it's a lovely yacht. Uh, but um, you know, coming coming around the same time that he's saying that uh, actors shouldn't be striking and should basically be grateful for what they get. <laughs> Because the other thing is, without the actors and without the writers, he's not making that money. He is not making the money to afford that yacht. So maybe he should be a bit more grateful for what they're doing for him. He's giving them $33 a quarter for being a lead in a show. Like, a fairly well-off show. And he's getting the money from everything else in that. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's not the only money shit. She'll have been paid up front to do that show as well. Yeah, but in residuals is what they... Residuals was always... Friends actors, their residuals were off just not okay. (laughs) Yeah, which is why most of those you don't see anymore because they don't need to, because they earn enough doing that show to never have to work again and still live a very comfortable life. They were getting paid a million per episode in the final season. Yeah, and that's pre-residuals. Yeah, and now... I don't know, I feel feel like we've mentioned this, but there must be something, there must be something in a contract somewhere, because there is always an episode of Friends playing on some channel. If you want to watch yeah. Friends, you will be able to find Friends on some, playing on some channel, just randomly. So I'm guessing they're still getting those residuals from those. Because does it go off the contract that was signed at the time? You've got to think it must do, sure. Yeah. But sure. yeah, street, streaming residuals just work very differently to you know live TV residuals. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Jennifer Aniston going from making ten million a year on residuals to get making thirty three dollars a quarter? Going like, listen, no, no, it's not what we're doing. It's like, um, what's his name? What's his name? It was in like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and like Rick Moranis. Yeah, he had a handful of very successful, very popular films, and then he went. You know what's more important than than acting all the time than working? My kids. And so he he just stopped working. I think his wife died, and he stopped working to bring up his kids. It was like you know, I've had a few successful films, so I never have to work again. I can just stop, and he did because he was just getting residuals all the time. Yeah, like Brother Bear, like he was in that residuals about all of the honey at honey we shrunk. Was he in Brother Bear? 
Yeah, is that like the latest thing that he's done? Because that was that was well after Rick Moranis's. Yeah, it's it's in Brother Bear and Brother Bear Hide. too. <laughs> but you know that's voice work only, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but he's voice. unless he mocapped the bear. He's one of the moose. <laughs> is he's he? one of the mooses. He's rocked. I don't think I've seen Brother Bear two. I didn't know there was a Brother Bear two. Yeah, I mean Brother Bear, it's the the film itself is wild. Okay, so we just got massively sidetracked, but we are moving on to tonight's main event, Secret Invasion. Episode, episode five of six. Can you believe there's only one episode left? Then because I'm like, how the hell are you tying everything up in one episode? They're not, are they? They're not. They'll tie up the, the graphic situation, but, you know, they're not tying up a million scrolls looking for a home. It'd have to be a long episode for that not to be like really rush. Yeah, so this was another like was um like thirty nine. It was, was thirty six, including credits. So yeah, it's another it's another shorter one. Um, what did you think? Do you know what I think? I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of the Olivia Coleman scenes, just mainly the one where Fury gets in the car. She is the, the best part of this show for me. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to talk about the fact that when Fury gets in a car and she puts radio on, and it's like R&B, and he's like, is this what we're doing? And she's like, yes. Yes, it is. I'm just like, yeah. no, looks given. <laughs> I just weren't expecting it. I think some of the dialogue in this one was a bit... Eh. Some of it was great. Well, you know what we're missing? Like, all the best dialogue scenes have been between Fury and Talos. And now that Talos is, is he is dead. Yep, he's definitely dead. Yeah. See, right, so, they know how to dispose of scrolls. I mean, right. It's still in the woods. Thought they've burnt him, at least. Where did we get the body from? The road. We just went back and picked him up off the road? Yeah. As no... As, like the SAS or whatever were all there. She said that she works for the SIS in this episode. I'm sure in the comics she works for like MI12 or something, but in this she kept saying SIS. But anyway, like they were, there were British soldiers there. Yeah, and that they, they were still there as as he drove off. Has nobody cleaned up the bodies? No, I don't. I think it's only like six hours after, if that. Still. It's still time. And no one's touching an alien body, let's be honest. They're not they're like we don't know what's gonna happen here. Still, that there, there is footage of that attack on the news. It's not like nobody knows about it. Like someone has recorded that. Let's go see the alien. So there would have been a cleanup operation. Apparently not. So when when Gaia said, like, I need to bury my dad. And I thought, okay, so they're going to have to break into a military complex and retrieve the alien body. But no, they've just got him in back of a van. When? How did that happen? Did I miss? Is there a scene where they get his body? Yeah. Or have I missed that? Like, he's just in the back of the van, isn't he? Like, I was paying attention. I'm pretty sure they make a big thing of how, like, Fury doesn't have time to go back for him at the end of the last episode and he has to drive away. And leave him, leave his dead body there, the dead body of potentially his best friend, and he has to drive away and leave him. But then, no, he's got him in the back of a van, it's fine. No, he hasn't. Fury hasn't. Who has? Gaia. Gaia. Gaia's gone to get the body off of the middle of the fucking road. It doesn't show you that or tell you that. It doesn't show you that, but all it shows is her sat in a van with his body. Exactly. Like, Fury's not there. Still, like, it just, like, how, when, how has that happened? Where does that matter, then? It does matter, because these things do matter, because these <laughs> things don't that don't make any sense are just jarring. And, like, if they, if they wanted to have his body in the next episode, they could have just written it in last episode, but, yeah, Fury manages to get his body, and he drives away with him. Not that you somehow... Magically, Gaia's got his body. And we're not going to tell you how or even let you think. Because, like, 
like I said, they made a thing about it. They made a thing of Fury driving off without him, leaving this body in the middle of a firefight. Uh, anyway, okay, fine. If that's not important, that's not not important. But I found it jarring. It's I was not, like, wait, have I missed something? It's not important because him, that, her picking him up from some base or picking him up from Midlet Road doesn't really change much. He's still, he's still. Tostardus. I mean, it, it does because, like I said, the body wouldn't have just been left there. They're just getting sloppy. They were like, "Well, it's next to the woods, so we should be fine." It's like them people that park in like half the spot. They're like, "Well, part of my car's in the spot, so." The other thing I want to bring up is that uh, Rudy is not Talos's wife. Gravit calls her Reva, I think it is. Yeah. And Talos's wife is Soren. Oh, is it? I thought it was Reva. No. So Reva is a scroll from the comics. Rather. Rather, yeah. Yeah, she is a scroll from the comics. She's a scroll pirate. Okay. But I don't think they're going to be using that in the show. I think they've just picked a name of an existing scroll to use. Well, apparently she was known as Rather the Unscroll due to her inability to shapeshift. She's doing fucking well here. Oh, that could be interesting if uh, Fiori does something to to Rhodey to make him like turn back into scroll form, and then she can no longer shapeshift. Just trying to think what what b- b- before we like go through scene by scene and see what there is to talk about. I'm just trying to think of things that stood out to me. One of them was, what the fuck's going on with Gravik's ears? <laughs> was that just me? No, no. I thought we've had, it's the first look we've got of Gravelax in his scroll form as an older... Yeah. Like an actual adult. <laughs> his ears just look like a leprechaun. <laughs> Although it does look like he's losing the loyalty of a lot of his followers. Uh, He's still... To say he's got the DNA of, like, those four different species, he's still just... He just uses Groot Arm. Yeah. That's that's the only thing he's actively used. Obviously, um, the Extremis will, will heal him. But that's not the only thing Extremis could do. Like, there was other, like, fire-based abilities with it. I mean, uh, that that dude in Iron Man 3, like, breathed fire with it. <laughs> I want a fire-breathing scroll. I want a fire-breathing scroll. Yeah, why not? But, yeah, no, he just keeps using Groot Arm. Is that the only thing he's figured out how to do? Or is that just, there's just no budget? I mean, maybe the Cull Obsidian thing just makes him stronger. I would assume so, probably. But scrolls are already strong. Yeah, but he's probably like now like super, super strong. And he's not done any frost stuff. But yeah, he's losing his shit a bit. Yeah, he's, he's, he's getting a little bit unhinged now. And also, did you notice when he's not in human form, when he's in scroll form, he talks like a normal person? There's what no do you mean like accent. a normal person? As in, there's no, just no accent. I mean, everyone's got an accent. Nah, we don't. No, he, he sounded more Cockney, but not Welsh. But like, that's that's been an ongoing thing through the series anyway, is uh, not being able to keep on one accent. He sounds Cockney most of the time. Still waiting to see what, like, I was expecting this episode, something was going to come of that flower. I'm starting to think it's not. Maybe we've just latched onto something that wasn't actually important. Maybe it was just like a metaphor for 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 blending in. Maybe, but I just feel like why would they even do that? And that flower must have been expensive because it glowed. You can get like solar LED things from BNM bargains. That would have been a fiver. <laughs> I am quite enjoying seeing Rhodey do something different. Like he's get he's getting to act. Differently into. Yeah, but he's just a dick. Yeah, but but you know he's 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 getting to he's getting to stretch his acting muscles a bit there and, and hate, actually I just hate play him. a villain. I just hate scroll scrode. Just hate scrodes. 
Like, it just pisses me off. Every time he's on screen, it pisses me off. To be honest, I think he's been more in this episode, especially like at the beginning of this episode, he has felt like more of a compelling villain than That's Gravik has in, me off in the whole thing. Episode. I was just getting angry. I was like, go on. I was like, go on, Fury. Up and run. Up him. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why he doesn't. No, I'm not. Because that video is going out anyway. And if he pops him, he shows he's a squirrel. But... Yeah. And there's like one other dude there who. Has lowered his gun at Rhodey's. Is a problem as a scroll though. Well, yeah, but he's lowered his gun at Rhodey's command. So, I think I think Fury could have taken them both out and done a runner before the backup arrived. Yeah, but he obviously wants to like prove to everyone that he Rhodey's been a scroll. So where is real Rhodey? Surely that has got to come out. Yeah, like there is a lot to wrap up next episode, yeah. isn't there? Like the like the last thing we get is Fury going, let's finish this. And I think everyone will have thought that he, he was calling Gaia, but I don't think he is. What at the very end of the episode? Yeah. He just he picks up he picks up the phone and he goes, Let's finish this. But it's because he puts an earpiece in from the do you know, obviously. I know we're skipping to end, but at the end he puts the patch on and he, he becomes Fury again. He's not wearing, looking like a hobo. Yeah. He then puts in an earpiece and says, let's finish this. So I don't think he's talking to Gaia there. I think... I I think he's talking to Gravik. I didn't assume he was talking to Gaia. Or he's just saying it out loud to... Uh... No, it's, no, right. So sorry, it's not an earpiece. He literally picks up a burner phone. Right. Out of his shield storage stuff and says, it's time, let's finish this. Yeah, that's crazy. Is there, is, are any of the graves there or those plaques <laughs> in that tomb? Is, is, are there any actual bodies there or is it all just like... Oh, yeah, there's bodies there. Just they don't <laughs> match with the names. That's, <laughs> that is the scroll unloading point in Finland. <laughs> but I love that, like... He's got a, a special tombstone where he's hidden Harvest. Do we notice how Harvest is not red? Yeah, well, he said it's like it's an extracted DNA. It's not just it's yeah. not just their blood. It's the extracted DNA from their blood, uh, including Carol Danvers. Which obviously, if yeah, we don't want to. Yeah. If if Gravix gets Captain Marvel powers, then everyone's we fucked. fucked. Captain Marvel is the, is like the strongest MCU character. Oh, without a doubt. Like flies through a ship like yeah, that was fine. Without a doubt. Like the next ones down are like Thor and Hulk and I think she's she's so far <laughs> beyond them. Beat the shit out of them. I mean there are some in the comics that match her as well. But just Jesus Christ. Right, they won't bring them into MCU. Can you imagine budget? Oh yeah, I, I think like one of one of the most powerful people in uh, comics is the Sentry. Yes, and is it's basically <laughs> like uh, Marvel's Superman, and it's the Sentry who beats Hulk at the end of World War Hulk. But the reason you never see him is uh, because he's agoraphobic. So, like, half of the World War Hulk, like, spoilers for World War Hulk, half of the World War Hulk comic is people trying to convince him to come and join the fight. He's like, no, I don't want to go outside. They can't do it. If you bring him here, I will fight him. (laughs) I'm just uh, not going outside. No, but, so, the fact, he's already spoke to Gravelax on phone before he went here, so why is he picking up a burner to talk to him? He's... he's Because... no, he's talking to someone that he started this whole thing with, like the operation around scrolls. And so, obviously, Carol Danvers is an easy option, but that just seems too much. It's because he makes the whole speech about it's his and it's personal to him. God, that, that fucked me off so much. <laughs> no. See, like, again, them having to justify, just like, stubborn. Why, why, why don't you call him the Avengers? Well, because this is personal and this is my fight. Like, no, we are on the verge of World War Three. 
humanity is on the brink of extinction and he's like well if we can't if we can't solve this on our own then what's the point the point is we have super super heroes for a reason (laughs) yeah if we can't stop a guy with six unlimited power stones um on his own you know with his his words and his love and feelings then we fucked exactly like that's how it like he, he doesn't have that Justification about any of the it other invasions. Get him to stop Thanos. But no, when it's when it's our our guys. Yeah, imagine shit about each other. Imagine if they'd done that around the Battle of New York. Like Nick Fury, like we're being <laughs> invaded by by Loki and and this huge Chitari army. Like, shall we? Shall we get assemble? The slides out. Yeah, shall, shall we assemble <laughs> a team of super powered people who can help? And a guy with, that shoots bow and arrows. Like, now, nah, now, nah, if we can't do this ourselves, then what's the point? Like, the point is survival. And also, like, that that is doing it yourself. Like, they, the, the superheroes in the MCU are humans with powers. So it is still doing it yourself. That is still Earth defending Earth. He just Earth. wants to do it. No, it's not that he wants to do it. It's that this show doesn't have the budget to bring in the Avengers. Although, I heard this week... That this has this show has a two hundred million dollar budget. I reckon it's all safe for the last episode. They're just there, like do you know. So they're just like, oi, right, everyone, come here. Do you know how in movies it's all really good until we have this massive CGI fight scene? Yeah. So let's make the whole five first episodes like a TV series. And then just make the last episode a massive CGI fight scene with all the Avengers. Yeah, we're not getting any Avengers. I I think it's gone on. Uh, it's gone on hiring the actors because Samuel L. Jackson can't be cheap. Yeah, Olivia Coleman, Oscar winning Olivia yeah. Coleman. Oh my God, marry her already! <laughs> I would. I would. Where's your wife? <laughs> she wouldn't mind. She'd understand. <laughs> You know, there's a YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's called like Letters Live, and it's like actors reading historical letters in front of an audience. And we watched like a ten minute video yesterday of Olivia Coleman reading a list of demands from a 17th century wife to her husband. It it was like so. Like I'll, I'll send you the link. It was it was really good to watch. And then there was another one that was. Um, Two letters back and forth. I couldn't tell who it was between, but it was like um, a king writing to an invading army, basically saying, like, stand the fuck down, and then the <laughs> army's reply. But that, that was one stand of the... Stand the fuck down. One of the letters was read by Matt Berry, and then the replying letter was read by uh, Peter Capaldi. Right. Like, where has this YouTube channel been all my life? <laughs> Like it's just full of great, great actors. Peter Capaldi reading brilliant it letters. Scottish accent. Yeah, 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 full on. We'll murder you. <laughs> um, but now I genuinely think this summit. He's talking to someone there. It's a cop out if it's Gaia. It's. It says, "Let's finish this." It's got to be someone. Oh my god! It's Talos's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if she's not in this now... It's Talos's wife, isn't it? No, because I don't... I'm, I'm having this theory about, like, everyone that turns up. Like, that's that's Talos's wife. I was thinking maybe Olivia Coleman is Talos's wife. I I do think she might turn out to be a Skrull. No, because she doesn't know Rhodey's a Skrull. No, she, but why would she know Rhodey's a Skrull? Surely like, Skrulls can tell. I don't think so. Can they well, no, the, the, the Skrulls, when they were breaking into that guy's house and threatening that child's life, the guards were Skrulls and couldn't tell that Talos no, I think was a Skrull. No, they couldn't because uh, it was no, like, oh, yeah, I'm just getting first, away yeah. from the wife. And they were yeah. like, oh, yeah, understandable. They were afterwards, weren't it? When they started shooting, that's when they could tell. Yeah. <laughs> when we started shooting, we worked it out. <laughs> Wait, this guy's shooting. Does that mean something? <laughs> This this series has had me so frustrated because I feel like it has such potential. There's such good moments in there, and then it's like I just mean the story is like the the idea, the concept, the, this idea of like 
who can you trust? Like you can't trust anyone. You you cannot you you cannot trust from from one scene to the next that anyone you're talking to is actually who they are. There's and not enough scrolls. But that there, there, there hasn't yeah, but there hasn't been that enough scrolls. It's not even that. There hasn't been there, there could just be like three scrolls in the entire show, but it's the distrust. It's for not knowing who is a scroll and who's not a scroll. And Fiori just seems to trust everyone is who they say they are implicit, implicitly. They just, I feel like they had so much chance to destroy the hearts of so many Marvel fans. And that would have gone down so well. Like, if they would have just like made it so that like a pivotal moment. In, in the MCU is, is tarnished because it was actually a scroll. Yeah. No, but, but like what I'm saying with like the distrust. So, like, a, we'll, we'll go back to that episode where they break into that guy's house and threaten his son's life. Um, like, they, they, they break in there. They know that there are scrolls all over there. Like, the guy is a scroll. His wife's probably a scroll. All the security are scrolls. And the first thing they do is split up. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, when Fury gets into Olivia Coleman's car in this episode, he, he just trusts that she is who she says she is straight there away. There needs to be, like, a code like, where they, like, stab each other in the hand just to test. He he goes, he, he sees Gaia in this episode, and he trusts that she is who she says he Like, that could be graphic for all he knows. But he always just trusts that they are who they say they are. And like I, the Nick Fury part on the very first episode with Maria Hill. Like yeah. that's what the whole thing should have been. Just people like Well, no, even like as soon as as soon as he comes back to Earth, he's come back to Earth to deal with scrolls and he looks up Maria Hill, he you know, he joins back up with her and never questions that like she might not have been Maria Hill. Like that kind of like psychological game is that like what this series should have been. It should have been a proper psychological thriller where you can never trust anyone. Like you could see, you could see Fury in one scene, and then see him in the next scene, and it's not Fury anymore. Like it should be making you question who everyone is, and I'm not getting any of that. Like everyone is always who they say they are, apart from Rhodey. All, all we're questioning is who the fuck are they going to bring in to make this like? Because I think they've got. I feel like they have to bring somebody. I think Valentina, uh, uh, like. The Contessa de Fontaine, whatever her name is, Val. Anyway, I, I feel like she might be in next episode. Who knows? Anyway, what brings the Thunderbolts? Maybe. I I think there might be like a post credits with her. Maybe she's you gonna use this as justification for assembling the Thunderbolts. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you know what a good thing about about this episode is though? Go Kobe on. Kobe Smalls has got another credit. <laughs> she did. I told you she's been credited in like every episode. <laughs> she thinks she's got a contract, but she has to be in every episode at least once. Well, I think because so they're re- just using that picture. They've reused that that clip of uh, Gravic Fury shooting her over and over again. So every, every time they use it, they've got to they've got to credit her. I wonder what her residuals will be. I really enjoyed the graphic fight scene. I thought it was kind of cool because it just shows how absolutely unhinged it's going. But also, yeah. I was a bit like, how are they so easily beating you to fuck? Yeah, they, they were winning for a bit too long, weren't they? Yeah. But, like, did, did they not know? Did In fact, they did know because they'd just seen him, like, group killer guy. So, like, how, how were they hoping to overpower him? I don't know. And Gaia's managed to give herself super scroll powers. So and not use them. Why hasn't everyone else? Yeah, she's only she's only used that one. No, she didn't even use it. She just automatically healed. Do you think she yeah. knows? The full I extent? mean, presumably. So I'm presuming the reason she 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 gave herself those powers was because she knew she was going to have to escape and might get shot. Although you know, if only she'd got some sort of power that would have let her escape in disguise and not have to go out looking like herself. <laughs> Fucking idiot. She's there like, I've just fucked over the entire... Like, like see, 
but, but, that's what you know I mean. What I'm gonna do? Wear my normal face. That's what I mean. Everyone is always who they are portraying themselves as. It is very, very oh, rare. Graphic. Graphic's the only one that's just fucking doing what he wants. But, no, Gravic Gravic has always looked like Gravic apart from in episode one. And the army guy. The army guy. Yeah. When he kills Talos. Talos. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, like the, the... That's the sort of mistrust that they should be spewing throughout. Yeah, that should have been all, all the way look, through this series. We just look and go, oh, the army guys helped him. Oh, wait, shit. I'm going to say something I don't think you're going to like. I think Amelia Clark has been flat and boring through this Fuck entire you. show. Fuck you. No, like, don't let your like preconceived <laughs> notions of Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones cloud your judgment. She has not been interested in this show. She has not acted in any way that has been interesting. And I'm then, gonna like, say, when I'm going to say, I liked the scene with her and Priscilla. Like, I thought it was a really good scene, and it shows that she is still a child. The two most boring characters in this show team up. Great, Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla and Gaia. I could have done without both of those. Dialogue with Fury. That scene at the beginning of last week's episode, I thought was written well. The conversation between the two of them. I don't think it was acted well. I don't think it was delivered well. (laughs) I just love how when she said the in Skrullos, Skrull Skrull language, I think it came up on as subtitles. Um, Skrullish. No, it came up as Skrull language. Okay. Skrullonian. We'll call it Skrullonian. <laughs> um, I love how that sounded so much like Dothraki. I thought it sounded a bit Klingon, but I guess Klingon and Dothraki sound a bit similar, yeah. don't they? It's very ha <laughs> A lot of phlegm behind the words. It reminded me of... <laughs> Do you remember on the Fast Show? They had like the Spanish news announcers who like spoke that they spoke like nonsense, like a nonsense version of Spanish, and then every now and again there'd be like a bit of English come through, and that, that's what it reminded me of. It was like nonsense, 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 and then at the end, screw loss. Remember, they used to be like Chris Waddle. No, it reminds me of in Red Wolf when there's the big furry. Things that marry uh, Lister. The Gelf, the Kinatawawi. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, <laughs> it's their language, isn't it? I found it really funny <laughs> that Priscilla was like, I'm not going to like get killed in an alley, like always running, looking over my shoulder. I'd rather die here and get them to come kill me in my own home where I'm comfortable. And then as soon as shots come through, she's like, <laughs> I don't want to die. And then she runs for weapons. Like, she knew they were coming. She could have had all those weapons ready. She could have been sat in that room, geared up to the eyeballs. I don't mean on smack, like, geared up. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, she could have have been a bit more prepared knowing they were coming. You don't think them backpacks are cool, though? The fact it was just like, yeah, put the backpack on, throw it over, like, full tack gear. That was the best action scene. In this show so far, yeah, but it was between, it was with two characters that this show has not made me care about at all. Like I I don't I don't care about either of them. Gaia's motive, like she's been back and forth all the time. Like is she on uh, Gravic's side? Is she on Talos' side? side? And 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 Priscilla, like I, I I like the idea. I see what they were trying to do. Like you know, here's a secret that Fiori's had all this time, but. Gonna gonna tell you more about him, but the two of them had like no chemistry. Like those two actors had no chemistry, and I think I mean he has been gone for five years. It probably shows. But no, even in the flashback scenes, I never, I don't believe their relationship. Like I said, I liked the dialogue, I liked the writing of those scenes. I found that a lot. Like individual scenes, like the conversation, I've enjoyed some of the writing, but the. The, the the way the story has been structured, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, we talked in, like, episode one about 
the the controversy with the opening credits being the, the it's AI. I'm not entirely convinced this entire fucking show hasn't been written, but like the the, the structure of the show feels like it's been written by AI, Chat and then GPT. they've just they've got an actual writer to come in and polish up the dialogue and make some interesting dialogue. But the the structure of the story itself is, has not been well written. I don't know if you'll get what I mean by this, but I feel like the whole series has been very sceny. Yeah, like, I, yeah they, I get... are, they are like storyboard scenes, like yeah. literally boom, boom, boom. Yeah, no, I, I do get what you mean there. Like, okay, let, let's write this scene between uh, between Fury and Gravik. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, Fury and Talos, Fury and Gravik, Fury and Priscilla, like whoever. We'll, we'll write this scene and they, they write some good dialogue and it's like, right, what's the next scene? And it it doesn't matter if it makes any sense how it they got to that flow. scene. They don't flow into each other. It's not yeah. like they're talking about graphics and it fades into graphics. Yeah. Which it should do for me. It does it does just seem like someone's cut and stick a storyboard together and put it in film a little bit. Yeah. I, I do I do love the fact that I thought we were gonna get the answer to has has she been scrolled around him? Priscilla? Um Gaia asks. Uh, yeah, that's none of your is, business. What is the question like the actual wording of that question? But I feel like we, we already got that answer last week, didn't we? When uh, she says like would would we have been together if I was my my true self around you? And he says, I guess we'll never know. And he ever, he ever get lost watching you in your own skin. And yeah. then she just turns and goes. I think she said that's none of your business. Yeah. But like you can see how pissed it made us. She's like, mm-mm. The, her reaction to that tells you, doesn't it? It tells you everything you need to know. Yes. The fact that she she was in her own skin when Fiori came home. And as soon as she knew that he was in the house, she turned back into her, her human form. Like, I don't think she has ever spent any time in her scroll form around him. Well, for a long time. I'm guessing he's seen it. Well, yeah. Because I'm guessing they have to have a shower as a scroll. Maybe. Do they have to have a shower of both? Then the transformations get dirty. My favourite line delivery of this entire episode, you won't be surprised to hear, was from Olivia Coleman. And it was just, hello, scrolls. <laughs> like that. Hello, scrolls. And they just completely ignore it. Yeah, she she is such a badass, though. And also, what a shot. Oh, yeah. What a crack shot. See, if that was her pointing a gun to Rhodey's head, she would have killed him and the guard and the rest of the cavalry that came storming in afterwards. Like, she doesn't miss a shot. I, I, I love, she says, I must inform you that the SIS has no official policy on killing scrolls. And then she's like... So unless you want me to enact my personal preference. Oh, yeah. So that, that's, that's, with, I loved it. that's with the other guy, isn't it? Yeah. But, so we said last episode, or I said, because Olivia Coleman wasn't in it, there better be a lot of Olivia Coleman next episode to make up for it. And there was, which I think is why I enjoyed this episode more than last week's. Just because there's more Olivia Coleman. Yeah, because like I said, she for me, she has been the best character. The most interesting character, like the most fun character to watch. She yeah. seems like she is having more fun filming this show than anybody else. Everyone else, like, is going through the motions and reading their lines. Olivia Coleman is is she's having fun. She with is it. an actor. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? So, what would you do if next week's episode, the very last episode? Is like a 10 out of 10, could not have been done better episode, like blows your mind, makes you sit on the sofa for an hour after sweating. Like it was just so damn good. But the rest of it's been like this. What like how would you feel overall? Like if if it could it could not be better than you imagine. I mean, that happens with films sometimes, doesn't it? And it's slightly different with a TV show, but films sometimes. Like it's it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then like the last half hour is great. 
you always leave the cinema after a film like that being like, wow, that was so good because you leave on that high. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe maybe if next week's episode is amazing, you, you know, you'd, you'd leave the series being like, you know what, maybe that, that were all worth it, but I cannot see that happening. Like, this is, for me, this is like one of the worst not just MCU shows, but MCU properties as, as a whole. Like worst, this has worst, been worse from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, exactly. that's why I said one of the worst. <laughs> the 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 Netflix Marvel shows, other than Daredevil, weren't known to be great. I think they were pretty much all better than this. This is like on a par with series one of Iron Fist, and the only thing yeah, okay. this the only thing this has going for it more than Iron Fist is that it's shorter. <laughs> Less episodes would have improved Iron Fist. Less episodes would have probably improved most of those Netflix MCU shows uh, because they were a bit dragged out. At least this is getting it over in six episodes. But it's the opposite issue because this feels like such a... Like, this is a a covert invasion of the entire Earth. This could have been an entire phase of the MCU. Like, yeah. so, so, like the the first, the first few phases of the MCU, where it's all like, you know, they're, they're all standalone films. But every now and again, they'll introduce an Infinity Gem. Imagine that just all these standalone films. Every now and again, you get a hint of this scroll invasion that's going on, and it just slowly builds up and up and up until you have to have an Avengers film fighting the scrolls like that that could have been maybe like not even a phase like maybe an entire saga an entire free phase saga could have been dedicated to secret invasion and it would have given them a lot more opportunity to do interesting things with it like with replacing big name superheroes you could have ended it with a fucking avengers versus Skrull Avengers counterparts. That's kind of what Secret Wars is meant to be, really, isn't it? No, Secret Wars is like multi. Well, yeah, multiversal fighting. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? What did make me laugh though, and it it made me think that maybe maybe Marvel don't actually kind of get how they've gone about this show. Is that if if you follow us on Twitter, you may have seen that Marvel posted on Twitter saying, when did you know? Hashtag roadie. And then like a scroll emoji, which I didn't know they was. Well, I assume that that's a Twitter thing, isn't it? They do that to tie into big films and they get their own. If you hashtag certain films, there'll be a little emoji yeah, relating to the film. Yeah, invasion and then it's a little Nick Fury one. So I think if you hashtag roadie on... Uh, Twitter at the minute, you get a little scroll emoji. But so we replied to them saying we've predicted it for about six months. Yeah. But the fact they tweeted out saying, like, oh my God, who knew? It's like, yeah, ev- every- everyone. Because, it, because the whole point of Secret Invasion is that people that you've always known are going to turn out to have actually been replaced by scrolls. And other than Nick Fury, who has already been revealed to be a scroll once, so they're not going to do that for this Rhodey was like the only big name MCU star to be in this show so it was obvious that he was going to be a scroll from before the show even started it is not the twist they think it is no unless they're going about something and it being like a whole another fucking twist what if someone's come up with this genius idea to just lull us into a false sense of this show's shit and the, why, why would you do that? For the for the fact of make the last episode like use 150 million of your budget. Well, no, because people will have dropped off by then. You can't make five or six episodes crap and then throw everything at the last one and expect no, people Marvel, to stick around. Marvel know that no matter how shit they make something, we will still watch it. People like me and you will. There are yeah, there are those of us who will. But for a show like this with a $200 million budget to be successful, it has to reach a wider audience. You can't just rely on the hardcore MCU fans. The the good shows, 
like things like Moon Knight. I really enjoyed Moon Knight. I loved Moon Knight and uh, like when, when that was on, like I was recommending it to people that aren't particularly into the MCU. Just like this is a fun show, you should watch it. Wonder Vision. I've been recommending to people like they do some really interesting things with the format. You should watch that. I've not been recommending this to anyone. Like the people who are gonna watch it are already watching it. Anyone who's not that bothered about the MCU. It gets to that sixth episode though, and we're just there like, you might as well watch it just for that last episode. <laughs> then I'm trying to be positive about what they're gonna do, okay? Because at the minute it seems like an impossible feat like, to tie this up. Don't get your hopes up, is what I'd say. Do you know what I mean, though? It seems an impossible feat to tie everything up and make it satisfying in one... Let's say they go back to the original length and go 50 minutes. Yeah. There is stuff in here to enjoy, like I've said. Like, yeah. We, we've talked about stuff before that has worked, but uh, the, the show as a whole, the, the story of the show, just... it. I I, I don't believe the stakes. I... I, I, I There's going to be World War Three. Call Avengers now, we can do it. Well, it's like in, in episode one, there's a huge blast in the middle of Moscow. And in episode two, like on the news, they're talking about how many people have died, and it's like thousands. Like, that is a a big event. And then it's just kind of not really mentioned again. Whereas the Black Panther thing about his dad dying, T'Chaka, yeah. is mentioned in about six different movies. Did you, uh, did you spot the link to the wider MCU in this film? In the show. Yeah, in this episode. Um, there was a character from Black Widow. So the, the guy who picks Nick Fury up on like a private jet is the guy who helps get uh, Natasha all her gear in Black Widow. I thought and I kind of flirts him, with her I a bit. I couldn't think where where from. Yeah. So that's him. So that's a nice link. It, 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 it makes sense that Nick Fury would know him. It, I've said before, like, it's the inconsequential characters, like, reoccurring that make me believe this is a big shared universe more than, like, Avengers turning up in each other's films. Yeah. So I did like that little nod. Let's mention, just in that grave, what do we think? So the Harvest? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was... no, I... I, I liked, I, I don't think I finished this thought earlier when I started it. So, uh, yeah, so he's got Harvest stored in a tombstone. In a vial. Yeah, and then he goes into a, what do you call it, like a mausoleum? It's a mausoleum, yeah, crypt. Yeah, a crypt. And there's he's got another one that he's got a gun and a burner phone in it, is, is there? No, it's a, it's a gun and a um, mag. So there's an eye patch in one. There's yeah, a, coat, it, a coat and his hat in a, in another. Yeah, he's got he's, he's, he's got one just for his coat. Like <laughs> he's got should, one what, just for the eye patch, one just for the gun, one just for the burner phone. Like why why does he need a special secret hidey hole that can only be opened with Nick Fury's breath, just for his gun and one just for his eye patch? They could have they could have been everything could have been in one. Like coat, gun, eye patch could have all fit in one. It's it's like them people that use more than one locker at the gym. Yeah. Just why? Your towel yeah. and your trunks can go together, you dickhead. Yeah, put your phone in your shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is this locker vibrating? Because the only fucking thing in it is your phone. But so the actual harvest itself, surely is gonna be a big thing. They're not gonna be be dicks about it and do that whole thing where it like gets knocked out of someone's hand and flies through the air and slow mo and breaks. <laughs> Who knows? Do you know what? They probably won't do that. It does feel I want Gaia to get it. I'll say this though, it does feel like a very Nick Fury thing to have done. Yes. Like kept Avengers DNA. Like the hydrant weapon stuff. Yeah. Although I'm not sure you'd keep it all in one vial. Like surely you'd have a vial for Carol Danvers and a vial for Hulk and I don't know. Uh, maybe one for Steve Rogers, one for Thor. You don't need a Hawkeye vial. You don't need, you don't need a Nick vial. Fury vial. Uh, fuck's sake. You don't need a Nick Fury vial. You don't need a Tony Stark vial. I mean, Hawkeye has got superpowers. 
Has he though? Yes. You tell me, any any human that can see things at 200 yards away without a fucking telescope. Like, he's an expert marksman. But like he, he hasn't got anything special about his DNA to I make mean, him an expert marksman. super eyesight, like, he can see stuff way clearer than any, like, SAS sniper. Like, oh, gr- great. So, so if Gravik's, if Gravik gets hold of that vial, he's going to have perfect 2020 vision. Yeah. Oh, I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> you will when you just lob summit from six miles away and manages to hit you. <laughs> okay. I mean, do you have any hopes for next week's episode other than that it will be better? I just, I have high hopes that they are going to make it this incredible thing that actually does wrap things up. And doesn't just make you feel a bit flat. I don't think they can fully wrap things up. I, think... I got more excited about this week, uh, yesterday's episode of Love Island, than I did this this episode. <laughs> like that is telling you something. Shit, reality TV is making me more emotional than a Marvel show. I think the best that Nick Fury will be able to do is expose the Skrull invasion. So like I said earlier, maybe he will do something that makes Rhodey revert to scroll form. Maybe he'll be able to do something that makes him do that like on national TV and make it a big story like that and expose it so so that people are aware. Do you know what I'd love? I'd love a shot. So if anyone on here, I mean, anyone listening, you're probably a nerd, so you may have seen it. Doctor Who, The Silence. I'd love like a little put together scene where it is just like he's found a way to make scrolls reveal themselves without them wanting to yeah and you just get this shot of like just random shopkeepers turning into scrolls and foreign dignitaries turning into scrolls like just loads of little scenes of yeah the, the british prime cool. minister who seems to have like just they've not brought her back up like they had that entire scene in episode two where like all these world leaders are scrolls that's not been important again. Yeah, like a scene with all of them just act- revealing themselves without actually wanting to. When... Although, like, if if most of scrolls are living on Earth in peace, so like you said, like a random shopkeeper, do you want them to suddenly be revealed and like hate incited against them? No, I want like a, a scene where so there's like. Say there's like a scroll mum and child, and they get reverted to scroll, and the kid's upset, so it drops like a teddy, <laughs> and then a human picks it, kid picks it up and passes it back to her like nothing. Yeah, but that's not that is not what had happened, is it? No. Just like like last That'd week nice. when uh, when Talos was saying like we'll save the world, and then we'll go and ask them for for somewhere to live and they'll be grateful to us. Like, no, you are living in a fucking dream world if you think that is what would happen. And, yeah. No, we got it with the army guy. Talos starts turning and he's like, alien, kill it! Yeah, but that was Gravik. No, it wasn't at that point. That was Gravik. Not at that point, it wasn't. I think it was. I don't. See, so there is an element of distrust in here. Not enough. (laughs) Okay, are, are we done talking about this episode? Yes, let's be honest, it, it wasn't great, apart from Olivia Coleman. I think it was better than last week's. But that's only because of Olivia Coleman. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know if it was only because of... but You know what, it was about the same length of last week, but it didn't feel as short to me. And I think it's just because they fit more. So, like, last week, there were, like, four scenes who were just all long scenes. In this, there was more happening and more going on. So I it yeah. I don't think it was just Olivia Coleman. Um I mean what else was good? The phone call between Gravik and Fury, I thought was good. I can't believe that he is actually going to hand over Harvest. No, I can't it that's no. It, that that's not that is not his plan, surely. No, but is the plan is the plan to get Gaia there to put this DNA in her? Because he knows that she's got the bat and he was looking mm. for more DNA to do it. I mean, they can't do that without the machine anyway, so we'd have which, to go to New Skrullos. Which is where it's going. Is that where he's heading Gravik, next, you think? Gravik, Gravik said, meet me here. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. 
it was nice to see at the end him him put his his old coat and yeah. his eye patch back yeah. on, and it was obviously saying like the Nick Fury you know is back now. So it will be interesting to see if they follow up on that next week. I just he, he just needs to shave off his trollerman beard, <laughs> and he will be looking like Nick Fury again. Well, that's what kind of makes me think that they make it shit on purpose. But not no bit. no no one does that. They have not made it shit on purpose. But you give him the more credit than they deserve. <laughs> no, but wouldn't it be like the biggest twist of all time that they've made this show shit to give you the greatest episode ever? It's only six episodes. They could have made them all good if that was, if they were capable of making it good on purpose. They would have made all six episodes good. Like, what, what dream world are you living in? Where they're like, you know what? We'll make everyone think this show's shit, so that everyone stops watching, and then episode six will be amazing, and only uh, ten people will watch it. Only the true fans will get to experience it. No, that is not. You know what? What. <laughs> What they want to do with these shows is make people sign up to Disney Plus because this is like unmissable prestige TV, and it has not been. No, they want them to think it's shit and then just like mess with everyone's heads so that we never trust Marvel ever again. Okay, you're talking nonsense now. Let's wrap up. (laughs) Take us out. Okay, so that's in the pod. Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can email notnpod at gmail.com or message us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, threads, and Facebook at News of the Nerd. Obviously, the best thing you can do for us is subscribe on your podcast app of choice, give us a rating, leave comments, reviews, and obviously tell your friends. Um, tell anyone that you think would enjoy this tell anyone you think wouldn't enjoy this tell them anyway um obviously tell your scrums and if you haven't worked that out that is school mums um but yeah that is it from me give me a goodbye from farmer jason hello there all right all right see you later (laughs) and that was farmer jason and i have been scroll ben goodbye